Amen. Well, welcome. We are looking at a wonderful day and a wonderful God. Isn't he great? We're going to look at how we serve. And we serve with love. Taken from John 13th chapter. First 15 verses and then 34, 34 and 35. The background would, would include... All of chapter 13. Now the gospel is a person to be welcomed. A body of truth to be believed. It's a, a life to be lived. The gospel is received. It's believed. And more importantly, lived out. But I find this lesson most challenging because of who sets the example for us to follow. Jesus is not just saying love one another. That was not a new commandment. Jesus was saying to the disciples and to us to love one another as I have loved you. There's, there's a lot here to unpack and I don't think I'm, I'm up to do it. So I asked the Lord, teach me and, and, and at the same time show me. Lord, enable me to love as you have love and love as you love. God, I realize that without your love inside of me, I cannot love like Jesus loved. Amen. Now, when we look at the love of Jesus, we cannot imagine what Jesus was feeling knowing that his time had come to die and he was going to be with the Father. A lot of things was going through his heart and mind. One thing for sure Though he was not thinking about himself, he was still loving, teaching, and training the disciples he loved, and he loved them to the end. Now, how would you act? What would you do if you knew what people would do in the future? <laughs> oh boy. While the Passover meal was in progress, Judas had betrayed Jesus. He had the 30 coins in his pocket. And, and there was also strife among the disciples. And guess what they were having strife about? They were arguing about, of all things, at that time, who would be the greatest. Now, Jesus knew the one that would betray him, Judas. He knew the one that would deny him, Peter. He knew the ones that would desert him, all of the disciples, yet he loved his own, which were in the world. He loved them, and he loved them to the end. Now, that's why I say, what would you do? Jesus knew who he was, and that's got a lot to do with how we act, isn't it? Knowing who we are. He knew the Father had put all things under his power. And that's something right there. When you have the power to do things, that means you have to have control of the power that you have. And he did that. He could have stopped Judas and interfered with what was happening, but it would not fulfill what his purpose was for being there. So he knew where he was going, and he knew why he was there. That's a lot for us right there. 
He knew it was time to teach the disciples a lesson in humility and in forgiveness. Now, according to the Reese Chronological Bible, uh, and Robinson, also a harmony of the Gospels, before the Gospel meal, or the Passover meal, was complete, this was actually what we call the Last Supper, or Communion, Jesus who was the greatest, stopped eating, <laughs> got up from his meal to wash the feet of those who were arguing over which of them was greatest. <laughs> wow. Now, we are called to be servant leaders, not leaders' servants. Got it? I don't want you to just pass over this action of Jesus too quickly. Now, he took off his robe. He laid it down. He wrapped a servant's towel around himself. He poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the servant's towel. Now, you know travelers walking in the street would normally wash their feet when entering a home, uh, a host would provide water for the travelers coming from a long distance. But loosening sandals and personally washing someone's feet was considered an act that a slave performed. Note that he dried their feet. This was further an act of humility and vulnerability on Jesus' part. The disciples had to have been shocked when they saw their master rise from supper, lay aside his outer garment, and wrap a servant towel around his waist, and then take the water in a basin and wash their feet. Look, Jesus, Jesus, Jewish servants did not wash their master's feet. Though Gentile slaves might do it, it was a menial task, and yet Jesus did it. As a special mark of affection, a host or a hostess might wash a guest's feet, but it was not standard operating procedure in most homes. He gave them an unforgettable lesson in humility, and by his actions, rebuked their selfishness and pride. The more they think about this scene, you know, the more profound it becomes. Now, now Jesus was the sovereign, yet he took the place of a servant. He had all things in his hands, yet he picked up a towel. He was Lord and Master, yet he served his followers. It has well been said that humility is not thinking meanly of oneself. It is simply not thinking of yourself at all. <laughs> True humility grows out of our relationship with the Father. It is our desire is to know and do the Father's will so that we might glorify his name. Then we'll experience the joy of following Christ's example and serving others. It helps you to be able to serve and serve with the right attitude when you know you're doing it for the Father. Now this, what Jesus did to them, was an object lesson they won't forget. It was not just humility toward others, but forgiveness of others. The apostles were arguing over who was the greatest. We should not be thinking we are the greatest. 
not about getting more money to sell out or betray our friend. A person's enemy cannot betray him. Only a friend can do that. People who are prideful can't see themselves doing anything that makes them look unimportant. The words and actions of Jesus, if followed, will save you and I and provide the means to keep us saved. You won't have to take a whole bath when you get your feet dirty. Just wash them. Jesus knew the one that would betray him, yet he washed Judas' feet also. He had Judas sit at the table on his left, which is a place of honor. He gave Judas the sop or the piece of bread that he dipped as the host, which also was honor. He warned Judas that he knew what he was planning, and he told him the consequences that would follow. Jesus chose Judas, and he loved him to the end. This 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 really shows us how do we how do we to handle how are we to handle our enemies. This lesson teaches us that even someone who has spent much time in the very presence of Jesus and and been witnesses to his works, like Judas, must still make a decision about whether to accept him. Jesus unfortunately followed the devil and allowed him to put ideas in his head. And in verse 27, it says, Satan actually entered Judas. Note that Judas' actions were a result of the deepest thoughts of his heart. Now, Jesus identified himself in the Old Testament, saying that he is Yahweh, the God of Israel, the ruler of the universe. Therefore, if God of the universe, our Lord and teacher, can wash our feet, Surely, as Jesus says, you also ought to wash one another's feet. We ought to love and show humility and forgiveness as Jesus showed them. Jesus said, I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. Hmm. Verse 35, 34 and 35. Our actions toward other Christians confirm our relationship with Jesus. The time had come for Jesus to announce his departure. Little children is an expression of tender affection used nowhere else in the gospel. The command was new because Jesus gave it a new standard. Moses had said, love your neighbor as yourself in Leviticus 19, uh, 18. Jesus said the new standard was, and get this, as I have loved you. Not just love your neighbor or love one another, but love one another as I have loved you. Jesus gave his disciples the example of love that they were to follow. This is from the first 17 verses. By this, unbelievers recognize Jesus' disciples not by their doctrinal distinctions, nor by their miraculous or dramatic miracles, or even by their love for the lost. They recognize his disciples by their deeds of love for one another. Now, the true mark of discipleship 
Love is the one characteristic that Satan cannot counterfeit. Believers are to recognize and to be recognized by what? The love. The love. When we fail in this endeavor, then the world would be given the right to deny that we are disciples of Christ. Our love for one another will be the distinguishing mark of authenticity that we truly follow Christ. You can see why I say this is challenging. It is challenging. It's a challenging lesson. And it requires us to pray. Let's do that. Let's pray. Lord, we've received God's joy by acting on the principles of conduct that Jesus taught. First, we pray, Lord, wash me. Then we pray, Lord, help me wash others. Let us not forget that the word blessed can also be translated happy. We choose to be happy as Christians by acting on the principles of these verses, conducting our lives in such a way that we forgive, we serve, and love the brothers and sisters in Christ. We choose to avoid criticism, complaining, and conflict, thereby giving harmony, unity, and strength in the body. Amen.